0: Before we continue on, if you haven't been here for the past couple of weeks, uh, I would like to encourage you to listen to last week's sermon online. It's available on the website or also available on the app. Charles, in a great way, talked about the changes that are happening over this summer and where we're headed as a church community. And it would be great if you could listen to that so we're all up to speed. The main change is that Charles is going to be taking a 12-month unpaid sabbatical starting in July so that he can rest and work on his back. And also, Caroline is going to be transitioning from River Kids to creating content for our sermon series as well as River Kids so that we're all headed in the great. Or in the same direction, and I 'm really excited by that and today we have the awesome opportunity to hear first person what Caroline is going to be doing and vision that she has so let 's welcome Caroline
1: Thank you good morning everyone good morning. I am my name's Caroline, like Sarah said um, So as Sarah mentioned, um, uh, there are some changes that are happening at the river. It seems like the summer has finally decided to arrive today, and the new season at the river is also happening. So I would like, um, I want to today talk about some of these changes and how I am thinking about it and what to look forward to in our future. I've been re- leading the River Kids and Youth programs for the last 10 years, also. But going forward, I'll be overseeing the content side of the things at the River, both for the grown-ups and the kids. And as Sarah mentioned, the, um, the main reason is that uh, Charles, my husband, is taking a sabbatical, um, and one of the reasons is his, um, to especially to focus on his back problems. And also the church needed to get on to a much more solid financial footing and um, Charles going on an unpaid leave will help with that. I'm also going from full-time to half-time, but the other two pastors, Sean and Sarah, will continue as full-time pastors. And we've had to make some other changes like moving the offices and changes to support staff. But the upside is that these measures will put us um, in a really good place financially, and we have a strong community to move forward with. Uh, there will be a Q&A session at the end of the service if you have more questions um, or comments right here. With any changes, there is a sense of loss. This is a loss of what it used to be. The loss of Charles' voice on Sunday mornings, um, though he will be around um, on Sundays and will be an active part of the community as a volunteer leader. And I can assure you uh, this because, you know, he's married to me. (laughs) I'll be around. He has really no other choice. (laughs) But still, um, it will not be the same without his thought-provoking talks and goofy jokes Happy Father's Day, Charles. <laughs> Your dad jokes. Um, I feel that sense of loss, too. I am sad that the staff team is changing. And I'll miss working closely with, um, with my River Kids team members. All of you are so wonderful. But at the same time, my general mood is that of encouragement and excitement and I am being really honest. I am glad that Charles is taking a break because I know that he's needed it um, for a while now. As I go half time, I am glad for the opportunity to spend more time at home, and also um, time to learn and grow myself. But most of all, I'm really encouraged at where we are as a community and excited for what is possible as we keep on. I'm encouraged by where we are because we have been on a journey to live out the story that we believe in. And we have come a long way. And let me explain what I mean by that. I have worked with kids for the last 10 years thinking and praying about their children's spiritual development all the time. And one of the most powerful and lasting insights I've gained from that time is the importance of the stories we tell about God. When we say we believe in God, we uh, there's a narrative that we believe about God, like... Um, God is the God who had done this for me. God is not in the void when we think about him. Um, we know God in the context of the stories we tell about, right? It might be a personal story of how God helped us when we were in a difficult situation and had, when he had no hope, or a story from the Bible where God rescued his people, God stories are the most powerful form of theology. These stories tell us about who God is and what God is like. This is why we sometimes meet other Christians and feel like, how is it possible that we believe in the same God? Well, we don't believe in the same stories. Even though we read the same book. One might might believe in the God who has come for the weak, for the vulnerable, and the sick to give them dignity and restore them. Another might believe in a God whose wrath over our unholiness required his son to die and who demands his people to be holy and be separated from unholy people. And you can see that What story we believe in will drastically change how we live it out. So when we say we believe in God, we might as well be saying that we believe in this story of God. In the river, as a community, we've chosen to believe in the story where God is moving us toward deeper connection And radical inclusion. And let me share one version of that story here. This story is, um, I wrote this story for the River Kids some time ago. And I think it captures this idea well. Um, So I'm calling this the story of God and us. In the beginning, God made the world and everything in it. God made people too. He made them good and beautiful and breathed his spirit into them. God's spirit was in people, God, and his people were one. But people turned away from God because they didn't trust he was only good to them. There came a break between God and his people. But God loved his people and wanted to be close to them. So God came to the mountain and spoke to Moses, and Moses spoke to people on God's behalf. In this way, God led his people, but God wanted to be closer to his people. He told people to make a tent called the tabernacle so that he could live among people. People could come and visit God at the tabernacle and ask Him for help or thank Him. Later, God led His people into the land that He had promised long time ago. People settled in the new land. They built houses for themselves, built their life there. They also built a big, beautiful house for God called the temple. People could worship and meet God at the temple. But God wanted to be closer to his people. So God sent his son Jesus into, his, into this world as a human. He became one of us and lived among people. He carried God's spirit in himself and spoke to people, listened to them, taught them. He touched them and made their sickness go away. But God wanted to be even closer to his people. So when Jesus was taken up to heaven, God sent the Holy Spirit to people. One day, as people were praying, God's Spirit came to each one of them all the way into their hearts. Now God's Spirit lives inside people. Once again, God and his people are one. And today, the Holy Spirit still comes to us, to all of us, to wherever we are. His Spirit lives in women and men, grown-ups and youth and children, poor and rich. Regardless of our skin colors or where we're from, it doesn't matter who we are or what we are. We only need to say yes, and His Spirit lives in us. We're becoming one with God again. <laughs> Thanks. So that's from the Bible, guys.
2: That's <laughs> um,
1: this story of God is about God coming closer and closer to us and connecting fully with us through the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, loving us, and walking with us. And this force of the Holy Spirit, no one can contain. When she finally comes, she bursts into the rest of the world and spreads wider and wider, breaking down the separation and discrimination that stand in her way. The walls between the races, the walls between genders, between socioeconomic classes, breaking down the walls that once defined what is normal in terms of gender expressions, sexual orientation. The spirit reaches out to everyone and connects with anyone who says yes and includes us all. This is the story of God, of connection and inclusion. This is where God is moving us toward, moving the world toward. And as a community, we have been on the journey to embrace this story and cover some distance and come closer to it. That's why I'm so encouraged by where we are and really proud of our journey. I'm so hopeful for the possibilities of where we can go from here because the journey continues. We're part of this story. We have made this our story. I find that so encouraging. And I believe that love and connections And appreciation in this community is the fruit of living out this story. I often hear people say how the river, um, at the river, they finally feel at ease. Or that they can finally be themselves. I don't think that just happened because we're nice people. But it is the fruit of our deliberate choices, for connection and inclusion that we all are benefiting from. I'm also personally excited and a little nervous about the new role that I'm taking on. This is not something I expected or, or thought about doing, but you know, um, I don't consider myself a spontaneous part- person at all. But weirdly, my life has seen many unexpected turns, like marrying Charles. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. When I first met him, um, he was already an associate pastor at a thriving church in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I had graduated from a business school And was working in New York with a plan to go back to Korea in a few years. I had never dreamed of marrying a pastor growing up. It was not even considered because it wasn't within the realm of possibility. Then he showed up and I ended up a pastor's wife. (laughs) About five years into our marriage, uh, we moved to New York with a team of people to start this church. Now, the church planting, that is another thing that was beyond the realm of possibility for me that I had never considered. But here we are, another expected turn, unexpected turn. Then a few years later, I found myself become a pastor, not just a pastor's wife, and take on the children's ministry, something I not only didn't intend to do, but had avoided for a while. I had young children back then um, of my own and didn't think I needed more kids time. (laughs) I also thought I didn't have the personality for it. You know, I kind of like I'm not a typical kid person, cheerful and playful. I'm more like serious and grumpy, you know. (laughs) And it's true. You can ask my kids. (laughs) But someone had to do it, and I felt God nudging me toward it. And I had a hard time with it for the first few years, but eventually and unexpectedly grew into it and have become passionate about it and have really loved the work for the um, next eight years. In fact, I thought the children's ministry would be my life calling. But things went the unexpected way yet again, and we had to downsize, and Charles was in need of a break, um, which meant that someone had to oversee the content side of the things for the main service, thinking through what we should be talking about, planning the series. Is, uh, laying out the topics for different seasons, different sermons, different Sundays, which is what I have been doing for the last 10 years with the kids downstairs. So I've decided to take on the new role of overseeing the content for both um, main service and the kids and the youth programs, which interestingly brings me closer to what I have really hoped to see happen as a kid pastor. Isn't that interesting? I've always wanted more integration between the main service and the children and youth programs. So the vision to connect the two previously, previously separated groups in this way so we all, small and big people, can move toward God together is really inspiring for me. Yeah. This will nurture deeper spiritual connections between parents and the kids, I hope. And the most that, that's the most direct benefit. But I also believe that this will benefit the whole community. I'm also excited to introduce you to you, to big people that uh, what we have been doing with the kids downstairs and have found transformative. For example, walking through the seasons of church calendar. So we're not only talking about interesting spiritual things, but also living out the story of God. I'm eager to think about different ways to walk God's story of connection And inclusion together as a community. To really own it so that the story becomes part of who we are as a community and as individuals. And we also become the part of God's story that's unfolding here and now, spreading the seed of love all around us. Now you might be thinking, that's all nice and good, but what about the children and youth ministries? Because I am going half time and taking on a new role. I cannot be doing everything. Who is going to be running the programs? Well, rest assured, we have a plan. As I said, I will be responsible for Sunday morning content for both Main Service and the kids and youth. This means that I will continue to plan out the content of the River Kids and Youth, which now will be in sync with the Main Service. I will still be writing the curriculum for the kids and youth um, with the help from Allison Knoll. Uh, Allison has been on staff, part-time staff, and um, y- our youth group leader for a few years now. She will no longer be on staff from September because of her schoolwork, but she will stay involved as a volunteer um, leader and help me with the youth curriculum. I will not be involved with the week-to-week running of the programs, and frankly, that has never been my strength. So I am thrilled to announce that Amelia Cunard <laughs> will be our new River Kids director. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia has worked with me um, leading preschool and nursery um, group for years, and she's one of the most impressive and resourceful person that I know. Uh, Many of you know her and love her already, but I've asked her today to introduce herself here and share a little bit about herself. So please welcome Amelia.
2: So yes, as Caroline said, my name is Amelia. Amelia. I've been working with the River Kits since 2009, uh, starting off as a part-time volunteer, oh no, volunteers and a part-time person, and soon I will be overseeing and planning the children's program. So um, some of you may be familiar with the River Kids. some of you may not, and some of you may just found out that we run a whole other church downstairs. <laughs> Uh, with 40 to 50 regular attendees, um, constantly supplied with Legos and crackers and crayons. This may be inviting to some people, but um, so as adults, we would like to think that we have a lot to teach to our children. Um, We would like to think that we can teach them about uh, God and how he is good, how he can be a friend to us, uh, how to find him in the stories of the Bible, how to find him in real life and science and all that. And we also would like to think that we are here to answer all of their questions. But often, I don't feel like I know any better than our children. Um, recently, we did an interesting activity with the preschoolers, and it's an exercise to um, walk and talk with Jesus. Jesus. So we asked the children to walk along a path that we created in the classroom. And along the way, they had to pick up a wooden disks. And on the disk, it will have a little symbol and a word, and they may represent what God want to say to them or what God may think about them. A four-year-old little girl picked up three, three disks. The first one, it says, Fearless. So we explained to her that it means brave. She really liked that one. The second one, it said inquisitive. You can tell from her face that she didn't like that word. It sounded funny. We told her that it meant that she's curious. She likes to learn new things. She still did not like it. She said, "Can I exchange with uh, the this that her friend has that has a little heart symbol?" <laughs> And the third disk, it was blank. And we told her, sit down, take some time to pray, and maybe Jesus has a word or a picture for you to fill in the blank. So a minute or two later, I checked on her, and she showed me her disk, and it has a symbol of a star. And with full confidence, she said, Jesus thinks I'm a star. And that Sunday I was like, yes, yes, I need that. I need that. And um, so life is not easy. I recently heard that somebody said life can be hard. And so it's good to be reminded often that God is not against us, that to him and in his story, in his narrative for my life, I too can be a star. Um, working with the children really stretches a lot of people. I know for me, it reveals a lot of my limits, my patience, my grace. Um, But it also uh, helps me to notice the many wonders of life. It refreshes my attitude about life, my hope, and renews my faith. There. So, I'm very excited with this new season because... As Caroline said, she's going to align the sermons and the stories for the children. Um, that means we're going to uh, go through the same theme together. Uh, there will be more exchange of ideas and thoughts and questions, more conversation across all ages. So I am thrilled for the children, but especially for the adults, so that we can wander together and grow together. And I think that will be very exciting.
1: Thank you, Amelia. Isn't she amazing?
2: Um,
1: So all of this, all of this wonderful things that are waiting for us. um, And changes that are happening. And changes are often hard and unpleasant, but we all know that it's, um, part of life. Without changes, there would be no growth, creativity, or possibilities. So often, changes bring new invitations from God. I myself feel the invitation to step further into the story of God through our community. And I'm an introvert. And somewhat uncomfortable on stage. And so I'm a little bit nervous, but I am taking the leap into the new role because I sense that this is where the story leads. I feel God's promise of adventure. And I feel that there is an invitation for you too. For those of us who believe in this story of God, of connection, And inclusion. There have been some bumps in the journey, not just in our church, but nationally as well. So I want us to consider this question. Will we still believe in God's promise of connection and love? Will we step further into the story? That's the invitation from God. What would it look like for you to lean into this story? Depending on where you are, it will all look different. Some of you might decide to take certain action. For some of you, it might just mean that you just don't give up on it. But whatever that looks like, I think it's great to reflect on it, think about it, and answer that question for ourselves instead of letting it just happen. So can we take two minutes to think about this? I'll give you guys two minutes. What would it look like for me to lean into the story of God, moving us toward connection and inclusion? Many of you um, have already expressed your desire to support and do whatever you can to contribute and help the river. And we are so grateful and encouraged by your hearts and your support. I believe God has something here for all of us. When we press into what we believe to be true, which is that God is love, there are new growth and deeper connections to be found at the river. And just to help you along in thinking about how that could be possible, here are three simple but important things I want to invite you into for anyone who wants to step further into this community and the journey that we're on. The first is show up. Make it a priority to be present whenever possible. Come to the service, which is our main connection place, and you have no idea how encouraging it is to see you here all together. I mean, without this, there would be no community, right? Say hi to someone you haven't met before today. It's a way to show up and take up the space. The second is participate. Actively engage while I'm, um, while you're here as opposed to passively consume. Um, there's some examples, um, some ideas for how to do that could be book club that the first years are leading. There are new book clubs coming up in July if you're interested. Life groups, a great way to participate and connect with people. There's a single lunch I hear today led by Brent. Um, at, after the service if you want to join and if you're single. And also, please come to the retreat. A great way to be present and participate in the adventure we're on. There is a brochure in your program. Don't let the money stop you from coming. Um, scholarships are available, so please inquire. And the third... Um, invitation is to contribute. Find a way to pitch in and it could be financial um, contribution or it could be by volunteering. But find a way to bring your gifts to the table so we all can enjoy you and your gifts. Um, some practical way to do that is uh, July and August uh, the River Kids take a break. And we, um, use non-river kids member volunteers to provide child care. Everything will be set up. You guys just have to come and enjoy the kids, hang out with them. Um, Amelia will really, really appreciate you if you can sign up for one Sunday, um, during July or August. There are, other ways to help out, if you really would not like to help out with kids, I kind of understand. But, you know, it's, it's good for you. It really is. I really believe that. Um, but there are other teams um, that you can join as well. Setup team, um, sound team, projection team. Um, So if I may ask you for a favor and pull this out, pull the program out right now. There is this uh, one part of the program is connection card. And it's perforated and you can tear it off. And there are different um, things you can check. um, So um, in different ways to show up different ways to participate and different ways to contribute. If you could look through that today and check anything that's of interest to you, we will send you the information. If you never uh, filled this out before and you don't want to check any boxes, we would still love your um, connection cards. It's a way for you to say, I'm here. And we would really appreciate that. So that's it. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you and praise you for the journey that we've been on as a community and all the fruit and all the gifts that you brought along the way. And I pray that you would help us let go of any discomfort or anxieties we might still have about the future and uncertainty. Mm Help us embrace the season that we are on. And I pray that in that space, you would speak to us and walk with us and coach us and guide us in how to walk this journey together with um, each other. That how what it might look like for us to take up space, use our voice and bring our gifts to the table. And I pray that as we struggle with this question and as we do what we can, um, I trust, Lord, that there be fruit, there be connections, there be um, love and new understanding of who you are and who we are and how we fit into this world will come our way. Thank you so much for being here with us, Jesus. Amen.